Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. All right, let's get back on track. Salicata on the fan while you were sleeping. We talked about my insecurities. No, we talked about Carlos Correa and him now agreeing to terms with the Minnesota Twins, leaving the Mets without that game-changing final piece impact bat. And, you know, it is negative, of course, that the Mets don't have him in the lineup. But who do you blame? You could be frustrated. You could be disappointed. What are you supposed to do? There's no one to blame. You can't blame Steve Cohen. He did all he could do. He's not going to go out there and overextend for a player that has clearly damaged goods to at least a certain extent. So it hurts. It's a kick in the nuts. No question about it for the Mets fans and for the Mets organization. But they'll be fine. They'll be fine because they're a good team already and because the owner showed you the willingness to go out there and spend on a player that he believes in even more so than anybody else in the sport is going to spend. When you talk about you know the highest payroll, on top of that, they're willing to go out, uh, go out there and overextend for a player that they believe could have been a difference maker. Unfortunately, in this case, the player wasn't what they thought he was. And there's some kind of injury issue there or potential injury issue that they didn't feel comfortable with. And they didn't want to extend past the six years, $157 million, whatever it was. And that's that. And now they move on. There will be other players to go out there and get, whether they do so now via a trade, whether they add a bat via free agency. Still possible. Now, nobody liked the impact bat that Correa could have been. But still, they will upgrade that lineup one way or another. They know they have a need. And I trust that Steve Cohen will fill that need at some point. Trade deadline last year was a disappointment. I don't think that's going to be the case this year, especially if things go the way that Mets, you know, the Mets expected to go, where there'll be a team that's contending in their own division, you know, toughest division in baseball, or just in the National League in general, getting into the postseason, they're going to be looking to upgrade. You always are. They've built a better bullpen this year going into the season. Their starting rotation could be, it might be incrementally better, but it's still better than it was a year ago. They need another bat. We're back to that now, where it's funny, both the Mets and Yankees kind of in the same spot. Bullpens are fine. Rotations are loaded. Lineups are good. One bat away. Yankees need that left fielder. You know, Mets could use an outfielder too, but they just need a bat. doesn't really matter. could be third base. could be DH. could be left field. Yankees need specifically a left fielder. And also the Mets are going to rely on some of the young talent now, more so with Francisco Alvarez or Brett Beatty having to be a difference maker or an impact bat in their lineup. It sucks, sure, but it's not the end of the world. And the biggest thing to come of all this, and I said it at the time, so there's not putting a positive spin on a bad day. This is how I truly feel and felt at the time. The biggest sign was that Cohen was willing to do this. As badly as I wanted Correa, I didn't think the Mets were realistically going to be in on Correa for $300 bucks. Maybe on a short-term high AAV deal, yeah. If the market wasn't there long term, not at 300 million bucks. And they were, they were going to go do that. And obviously things fell apart because of the physical, but the fact that they were willing to go to that extra mile, I think showed more good 
than the bad that is Correa leaving. There's more positive in this. Would you rather it be this, the Mets getting close, you getting teased, and then Correa ended up leaving because the Mets didn't want to trust the medicals? Or would you rather it be the BC Mets before Cohen and not even being remotely involved in talks and getting any good players? Carlos Correa, forget him. He's too good. Justin Verlander, who? He's not even on our radar. Max Scherzer, no way. DeGrom would be gone just like Wheeler. They would have nobody there. So you'd rather go back to the BC Mets and not have your feelings hurt like this? Hey, it happens. Trust Steve Cohen. I know I do. 877-337-6666. Eric is calling from Ron Conkama. What's up, Eric? Hey, so Good morning. Uh but before I get to Korea, uh, just just real quick, have you ever been to Aruba before? I have back in 1998. Oh, all right, it's this uh, year before I went. Okay, I went there for my wedding anniversary. I, well, I should say my honeymoon. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've not I've been. Know, it was a long time ago, yeah. so I'm looking forward to going back. Yeah, and it is a lot that's not there from since when 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 I well you and I were you know there a year apart. There's a lot that's not there anymore, so I, I'm not even sure I'd recognize a lot of it. But uh, uh, just, hey, just what's up with this Vince McMahon stuff? Maybe you could educate me a little bit. You have any idea what's going okay. on? Yeah, well, I, I've been saying for a while. I felt like he was going to sell. Okay, uh, and from what I hear now, now he had left over the summer because of. Uh, uh, there, there was some behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Oh, with, wow, like uh, sexual harassment yeah. and uh, lawsuits right. and cover and, and money he, and all that stuff. Yeah. funds to, yeah, yeah kind of hush money. Whatever. Right. So he had, to, he had to step away. But now, he, now he's coming back because, from what I understand, the, their uh, uh, media deals are due to expire next year, 2024. So he came back in to kind of... Uh, stabilize things. Uh, Stephanie, I heard, just stepped down yesterday as CEO. So it's all... Uh, all right, but what does this all mean? I want to know what it means well, for the product, it sounds I like, guess. It sounds, like he wants, it sounds like he's trying to sell a company. Well, right, uh, they're they, talking they, about they, selling it to Saudi Arabia, backers, I guess, the same thing with the Live Golf. Well, like, I, uh, well, yeah, it's funny you said that. One of my coworkers just mentioned that a couple hours ago. I mean, I had heard that Amazon was a, was a potential suitor, uh, NBC Universal. Um, Sounds like they got past yeah. that. All right, but but let's get down to the nuts yeah. and bolts of it. What about the product? Like, is it going to be? Not that I really well, that, care. That's but what I'm curious about, and I think a lot of it might. I guess it depends who ends up with it. Is what's going to really determine it? Because uh, I mean, when I heard that possibly of the uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm, I'm thinking I know a lot of people don't like going there for the Crown Jewel event, so if they end up. Owning it, you know, I, I could see a lot of people leaving. And then, uh, and then what I, about, so who's going to be running things as far as the show goes? Vince McMahon is going to be running that, things? Uh, no. Well, from what I understand, it's, it's Nick Khan, uh, who was, who's been there for a long time. He's now the sole CEO. Uh, and uh, Triple H is still in charge of, you know, the, uh, the, the development right, of Right, but all that could change, I guess. I don't know. I was just, right. It seems like a so, crazy so story. There. Yeah. yeah, it's right. a crazy story. Because of all the wrong that McMahon did, then bringing him back is a big story. Selling yeah. it, obviously, a big story. Selling it to Saudi Arabia back. That'd be huge. Company. Right. Yeah, right. So, anyway, all right. What's your uh, what's your actual point? Um, okay, uh, yeah. And, and, and as far as the, look, my, my son, he's, he's going to be 17 in a couple of weeks. 
he has always had the issue with the shirt in the pool. Uh, he and he, he's he's like almost six feet. He's skinny and everything. He just doesn't like taking the shirt off. So don't don't feel so bad about that. It, it's not a it's not an uncommon thing. Right, so. but I'm but I'm forty three. Like at this point, I should be over it. Yeah. Sal, trust me. I mean, if you go to Splish Splash, you'll you'll understand. Yeah, even that. that. But that's what I mean. I know. I look at other people. I'm jealous. I wish I had that confidence. No, no, no. no. You won't be jealous if you go there. Trust no, me. I am. I'm jealous of the confidence that somebody who's maybe not in peak physical condition can just go out there with no shirt on. I can never do that. I just mentally have a block there. It's a it's a major problem I've dealt with my whole life. It's not a major problem. It, it's well, it's, I can't enjoy things no. like that. Splish Splash or water parks. Well, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I, I, th- I think you can. You just you know gotta look past it. But uh, look, as far as Perry, I, I think look, I, I was saying for a for a while that I trust Cohen because you know the guy the guy made his fortune you know being involved with risky things. He, he knows what to look at, and you brought it up uh, about an hour and a half ago. As far as like he probably has a room full of people to give him all the information he needs to really look into that stuff and. On top of that, I think the fact that I know a lot of people were frustrated with the length of time that it took to get to this point. I would think, if anything, it shows how hard he really wanted to get it done. You know, I mean, if if right. it was just going to be like, oh, well, you know, his medical, look at that terrible, no, you know, we're not going to deal with it, it would have been over in a day and a half, two days. You know, he, he you could tell he really wanted to try to figure out a way to get it done to get him onto the team. So... Yeah, I mean that's that's the way I'm looking at it. I mean, three weeks is a long time, sure, but you know, I mean, uh, if it wasn't going to happen, you know, right from the beginning, it it would have been over and done with, uh, like very quickly. Yeah, so, you can't blame. So. And thank you for the call, Eric. Uh, we appreciate you checking in as always. You can't blame Steve Cohen here. He wanted it to happen more so than anybody. If anything, too, and I didn't say this in the reset here, but I did say this earlier while you were sleeping. If anything, the fact that Cohen showed restraint. And discipline here, that should be of importance. So you just don't have some guy going out there being reckless and saying, hey, we know he's hurt, but I don't care. Let's give him $200 bucks." No. There's no need to go down that road if you don't feel like this is the proper investment. Remember, he's an investment guy. He is going to make sound, smart investments. And you have to trust him to do that. And I think he's shown the capability of being able to go out there and outspend anybody at any given time and also shown the smarts, the restraint, the discipline that it takes to not do it for just any player. You know, there's spending money, but there's also spending money wisely. You look at the players the Mets have invested in. It's been high-character guys, highly motivated and driven guys. Smart, short-term deals for high AAV or, you know, in the case of Brandon Nimmo, they get him longer-term and less AAV. They've made some sound moves. They're still, you know, at least another move away. They need another bat, and they know it. And I know that they know it, and that confidence in them or I have confidence in them to go get the job done. Now, again, there's limited options right now, but they'll add a bat to improve the team. As far as that big piece, maybe they could get that at the trade deadline. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss, 
uh, in the world of New York sports. Giants getting set, of course, for their wild card game Sunday afternoon, early evening against the Vikings. Looking forward to that. We got the Knicks back in action tonight, taking on the Pacers. I am actually going to go to the Garden for the first time this year. Check out the Knicks and Pacers. Rangers off a big win last night against the Wild, but obviously it's been Carlos Correa pretty much all morning long. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. With Al and Jerry taking your calls until then, 877-337-6666. Add this to your New Year's resolutions. Win money in 2023 with Superbook Sports. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you'll get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds, boosts, and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's on your mind this morning, Bob? Yes, Al. Rodney Dangerfield. He says, I've been putting a lot of weight on recently. In fact, last night I got my shoes shined. I had to take the guy's word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. And I got ten more, but anyway. Uh, I, I know what's, I always what's number call. Two? What else you got? What's number two on that list? <laughs> number two, my doctor tells me to take up jogging if I want to lose weight. The only problem is every time I jog, I jog right into restaurants. You memorize these from Rodney Dangerfield? That's pretty good. Well, uh, 20 years ago, if mm-hmm. I ever got depressed, I'd, I'd put his tape in my car. I drive around, and after 20 minutes, I will laugh, and I'm not depressed anymore. Man, not a bad <laughs> idea. I could use that sometimes. Matter of fact, maybe I'll throw that on the way home. I know I always call you with statistics on Daniel Jones. Oh, okay? please not now, today. I'd now, rather I, know, I know there's a fallacy and a, and a problem with the statistics, and here's what it is. Joe Montana completes a 10-yard slant pass to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice runs for 30 more yards, and, and Montana gets credit for a 40-yard pass. Right, you know. so that's why I don't look that, at that's stats. That's why I, I agree with you, Sal, you know. But you know, right, so you've heard me say I'm not a stat guy. I just like I watching know. the game. That's why, that's why I mention that to you. And by the way, it, well, and I appreciate that. If you are a stats guy, you look at a guy like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins and say, oh, wow, those guys could at times put up gaudy numbers. Daniel Jones not going to do that. However, I'd rather have Daniel Jones than both those guys. Right. One last thing. Uh, there's a stat that nobody on this station ever mentions. It it they, it's complicated. They take they take six factors into consideration. It's called QBR. You've mm-hmm. heard of it, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. A passing, rushing, sacks, penalties, touchdown passes, and turnovers. And you know it's complicated the way they figure out. But Daniel Jones is number seven out of thirty-two quarterbacks uh, in QBR for this whole year. Number again, one, one number one is Mahomes. Yeah. Number two is Josh Allen. Number three is Tua for that you you know that huge start for ten games. 
But why do you care about this stuff? I don't well, understand Well, he put it. those things out. That's my point. No, but but still, like, you look at him. To, are you trying to validate Daniel Jones? I'm just trying to say, in my opinion, he's in the top ten in quarterbacks in, I, the, I, in the league. And look, I think you could make an argument, not based off of the numbers. I think you could make an argument based off of the crappy quarterback player on the league and how well Daniel Jones has played this year. Now, and what? Before I hang up, one yeah. final stat. Yeah. I know, I know, he doesn't throw as many passes as Josh Allen. All that—that's where it's mm-hmm. deceiving. But as far as turnovers is concerned, he's leading the league with Justin with uh, Jalen Hurts with eight turnovers out of out of sixteen games. Eight turnovers. And by the way, your man Matt Ryan is leading the league with eight. Yeah, games. but again, there's there's circumstance around it. I know, it. I know. And, He's got a bad offense. It, well, it's not just that. I'm mean, Matt Ryan trying to do too much. New franchise, all the pressure. First time he's with a different team. It's just there's a lot that goes into I it. I know. That's why stats are you're right. Well, about. well, but that's but that's kind of the point. And by the way, Bob, you know, we're, I'm looking forward to watching Daniel Jones in this setting in the postseason. He is the perfect quarterback right now. For this coach, for Dable's system, or I should say, Dable making Jones, you know, making the most of Daniel Jones, and I love watching those two together. They don't beat themselves. That You're is, right, Sal. and that's the point. I mean, that's what you would love from a from the Giants' perspective is they play the game, they try to play the game the right way, and don't beat themselves. And that's what I like about Daniel Jones: the fact that he doesn't turn it over. All right, he's not throwing for 300 yards every game, but they're protecting the football and playing the game out. And it's helped them win to to now. And now they might have to get to another level. I, I don't know if they have it in them, but we'll find out against Minnesota. And Sal, the last game at Philly, I would venture to say that the way Philly's been playing the last few games, Daniel Jones had started the game. It might have been down to the wire with an even game. Well, I mean, it was a lot closer than people expected without the Giants starters. Give me one more Rodney Dangerfield before you leave us. <laughs> and my wife, she's fat too. I take my, I take my wife uh, to the... Uh, my my wife wears a watch on each wrist. She covers two time zones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks for the call and for the laughs. Yeah, can never get enough Rodney Dangerfield. Been a while. I don't know if you could say that one now, but I didn't. You did. <laughs> Look with Daniel Jones. The questions about him being a franchise quarterback, a quarterback that can win, those are all gone now. He's answered those questions. He's gotten this team into the postseason. But now there's a new set of questions that are going to come up. Can he get them to the next level? Whether that is the next round of the postseason, whether it is legitimately contending for a Super Bowl. I mean, that's all right there in front of him this year. I don't think it's realistic, and I don't think many people think that it's realistic, but it's there. It's there for the taking. He could go out there and shock the world. There's also going to be a challenge whenever the Giants season does end, that next year the Giants are going to have to get some real wide receivers in there. And there's going to be an expectation that Jones is going to take his game to another level. That's where I would have my concerns. Can he, the team I know can get better with better weapons, can Jones, and I'm not saying it's not going to, Help Daniel Jones, but can Jones get to the level where he is one of the top passers in the game? Right now, he may be a top half quarterback in the league. I'm not going to say top tier, but he's definitely in the top half of quarterbacks. You want to say top 10, that's fine. I don't know if I would say that just yet. Have to take a little deeper look at it. 
but can he get into the top of the league as far as throwing the football goes? That's something that has not been a great strength. Is I know the first year it was where he was good under Shermer in that offense, or at least looked like there was potential to throw the ball down the field. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good arm. He does have a big arm. But we need to see it consistently from him with an opened-up offense and then complement that with the running game that he has. Hector is calling from Washington Heights. Good morning, Hector. So, good morning. How are you, Hector? You get some good sleep in or what? Yeah, a little something-something. Well, like three hours? What's that? Like three hours? I mean, you know, what, three, four hours? What time did you go to bed? About three and a half or so, yeah. or like 12.30. Dude, that's not, that's not enough sleep. And what are you going to do? You going to go work right now? For a, for a little bit, yeah, it'll be fine. And you go back to nap or no? You're up for the day. I probably will try to come back to nap before we uh, head out to the Hey, game. let me ask you something. If my wife needs a ride to the airport, like, can I hire you to do that? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no, it sounds like a no. Yeah. Well, no, because you're way out there, but I would do that for you. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, if we need to use an Uber anyway, because I don't think I want to do it. Now, I might have to, but depending on the time and whatever, plus I got to watch the baby. If we bring the baby, it's all pain in the neck. I was just curious because, you know, that's what you do for a living, and I'm thinking, well, if we need a ride anyway and you do those things, maybe we could just hire you. No, no, no. I totally understand that. Totally understand that. Mm. Um, and like I said, we could definitely work something out if you really wanted to do that. Anyway, what's uh, on your mind? Well, what's on my mind is, uh, you know, I, I got to be honest. I, you know, everybody's like, you know, oh, the message is the right thing. And Cohen is God. Nothing Cohen does is wrong. Everything Cohen does is right. And I'm definitely not there. <laughs> um, but, you know, honestly speaking, you saw how excited I was when this deal went through. Um, everybody was happy. Um, yeah, of course, we found out there might be an issue with the physical, but we already knew there was an issue with the physical, right? Because we got him right. because the Giants had an issue with the physical. So it wasn't like this was something that came about. No, no, no. We knew this. Um, but, yeah, I guess Boris, Scott Boris, you know, kind of duped us all, including including uh, Cohen. Because uh, I do feel like he tried to take advantage of Steve Cohen and the way that he, you know, Hastily contacted him in the middle of the night. Yeah, maybe. And assured him, and everybody else got on on TV, assuring everybody, no, the physicals are good. Uh, we we have all the information. Everything's very okay. Um, so you know, I'd be lying if I came here and said, yeah, no, everything's okay. I, I have no problem with this. Now, am I blaming the Mets? Am I saying the Mets did a bad thing? No, it could turn out that he they probably. Well, made what it, would uh, you have done? Like, you you would have been happy if they gave him six years, two hundred million. You would have been happy if they gave him the same deal the Twins gave him. Yeah, I, I thought I would. I, I, I'm not gonna lie and tell you that I wouldn't. I would. What the heck do I care about one hundred fifty-seven million, two hundred million? When I was cautious about you know this billionaire's not gonna come here and throw money away. Everybody told me that money's not gonna be an object. Everybody told me how well the Mets cannot swallow mistakes. Well, I think this is a mistake. Yeah, but not on top of, you could swallow a mistake, sure. That one would be tough to swallow on top of all the other big contracts that they have, especially locking up your boy Pete moving forward. I mean, the guy's hurt. If he Look at it this way, Hector. If he weren't hurt, he's damaged goods. If he was not. He's damaged goods. It's true. If he was was not damaged goods, A, he would have been a giant, and B, even if you take the Giants out of it. 
You're right. Damage goods, maybe we could say that, but what I was going to say, I don't like when people say that the Mets dodged the bullet. Like, there's no guarantee this guy's going to break down. You know, the doctors are saying, you know, maybe you want to be cautious here, and there's a good chance that he doesn't make it all the way through. That's understandable. He's played Which one, he's played one, one season of over 150 games in his career. One. I get it, but it wasn't because of that, though. Well, how do you know? What does it, what do you say- mean, how do I know? Look it up. What would he? What, what is his games for? I'm just saying for you don't. Bad. They're saying that ankle, well, whatever. But they're saying that that ankle is a you know, with, with the plate in there. That's a it's a problem. I mean, it's yeah, only, it could be a problem in the future. Like, right. That's it. But that's why I would have been okay. I wasn't. A, I wasn't going to be okay with uh, you know they did still no clauses or anything like that. The 12 years definitely didn't want to do that. But yeah, if, if the Twins came through to a modified deal, if the Twins can carry two hundred million dollars. The big bad billionaire Steve Cohen, who makes no mistakes, who's the greatest person ever, the greatest owner ever. See, you're now you're being a jerk about it. Like you don't have to. You would you rather go back to the other stuff? You want to go to back to the BC Mets? Is that what you want? Uh, come on, Sal. Before Cohen, of, of course not. So then you should be kissing the ground that he walks on no, because no, he's no, the no, savior. No, no. Yes, well no. I would. Right now, I don't care if he comes in here right now. You need me to sign shiny shoes? I would. Do you know what he's done for this team? Come on, son. You're a better man than that. No way. I said I'd do the same thing for Francesco Russo when I started interning here 20 years ago. You don't think I'd do that for Steve Cohen? I have no ego. I check my ego at the door. Yeah, but with Francesco Russo, you could have benefited from that. Look where you're at now. You got a career out of it. And I didn't do it for the record, but I would have if they asked me. You know, you have some yeah. people that come in, especially the bing bongers. Now I can't even imagine. We don't have interns, but you have some people that would come in now and be like, "Oh, get get go pick up somebody's lunch." You be I don't do that. Today. You I, watch I don't. I don't cut somebody's. I don't go get somebody's lunch. Uh, I don't cut tape. I'm on the air. I'm a. I'm a talent. Me, I didn't have that attitude. You need me to go pick up food? I'll do it. You need me to shine your shoe? I'll do it. You put in. That's the yeah, attitude but, you should have. Put in the work. That's different. That's different. That was for the betterment of you, not to just kick somebody's butt, just to kiss somebody's butt and lose your dignity. Come on. Stop it. What dignity so, do I have, Hector? I don't that? care about dignity. What dignity do I have? And by the way, it's not that you, you would do it literally, although I would if I had to. Do you realize what a difference Steve Cohen has made for the Mets and for sports talk? I mean, my God, it is. No, 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 for sure. So that's why I said I'm not here to bash Cohen yeah. or question. Well, it Mets. sounds like you are. Like you're, you're being sarcastic with it. Oh, Mr. Cohen, he can't do anything wrong. He doesn't make the wrong move. He doesn't. Well, because, yeah, that, that, that's, how, that's what I get from everybody. And it is a little frustrating because, you know, you're going to. Everything that goes right is Cohen, and then the trade that I know, well, no, 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 that, that was Billy Epper. That's Billy Epper. Oh, yeah. Billy Epper is the one doing all the bad moves, and Cohen does all the good moves. Come on. It's Fair all, enough. It's all together. They're all doing things together. And, you know, whatever. Like, Fair I'm just enough. not all about the owner. Obviously, the owner is part of it, whatever. I can't know about the team. I'm not talking about the team. All the own announcers. It's, it's, yeah. We'll see you tonight. What's that? See you tonight. Yes, sir. Looking, Looking forward, forward to it. Yeah, I see you. I'm going to the... Uh... Hopefully, we're going to win. Hopefully, well, we're going to win. I mean, you know, that, that we can't control. I, I, mean, listen, I expect we totally going to get like a Halliburton uh, triple-double or something like that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we still get the win. I, I like the fact that... I'll see you later, Hector. Thank you for the call. I like the fact that it's Knicks Pacers, a little old-school feel to it. Halliburton going to be looking to stick it to the Knicks, team that passed on him in the draft, and, you know, uh, Zerbiak taking shots at him. It'll be a fun night at the Garden. I'm just looking forward to going. I had some downtime in between my shows at SNY. So, if you, know, you know what? Let's go to the Nick game. Knicks are playing. And I know Hector's always up for going. So, we'll go hang out at the Nick game for a little bit. 
uh, and see what they got going against uh, the Pacers tonight. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. About 12 minutes to get all your calls in. Going on 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Let's get right to it. Yesterday we had, uh, you know, we got into it a little bit. Brett is calling from Long Island. Good morning, Brett. Good morning, Sal. Could we not argue today? Could we have a civil conversation, please? Yes, and let me just, uh, although I found you very rude and disrespectful uh, yesterday, I do apologize for calling you uh, a friggin' idiot. That was a little <laughs> that was a little much. You know, I don't truly feel like that. But in the heat of the moment, I felt like it. My friends call me an idiot and a moron, so I don't know. <laughs> you might be right. So I, we I fit mean, right I, in, yeah. I seem to aggravate a lot of people with sports like my best friends, the circle of best friends, I pissed all of them off at one point where they've hung up on me and screamed just like you. Yeah, there's it's like some antidote I need during the day. I don't know something. I told you I need a therapist. Like I argue sports. Some they say that I I don't even believe half the stuff I say. I just do it. Like I got to right. look into it. Well, whatever. You seem to get uh, under my skin at times, and I guess I'm not alone in that regard. What's on your mind this morning, Brett? But but I did want to say we have a good relationship. You you do with the listeners, and how many times we call up and say, "Hey, we were wrong about you know this, and we apologize or whatever." Mm-hmm. I think today you need to apologize. I think you need to apologize to all of us and say, "I was wrong about Daniel Jones. He is a franchise quarterback, and I Sal Licata, was wrong about the Giants. They're a playoff team." I don't. I hear you backtracking like going into a cave. I'm picturing you backing well, up. No, I'm not, no, I'm not backing up. I mean, you should know by now that's not my style. I mean, I don't back up about anything. I dive right in. I mean, storm's coming. I'm going for it in this regard. A real storm. I'm running the other way in this regard. Sports talk. No, I'm, I'm. What do you? I don't understand. What do I got to apologize for the Giants being a playoff team? No, you, you. I mean, you were totally. You were laughing about the Giants, like laughing about the thought of that they would be a playoff team that Daniel Jones was a franchise quarterback. You, well, you nobody, I don't think anybody took him seriously before the year as far as being a playoff team, and then they get off to a good I start. I have for well, four years. I swear to you. I, you could ask anybody. Right. Well, you thought they'd be a playoff team. You thought they'd be a playoff team for four years. How'd that work out the last three? No, but but my point is, I knew. Not, I, I wouldn't say I thought they were a playoff team uh, for four years. You I thought they were going to be a playoff team. You thought terrible. they were going to be a playoff team this year. I thought they were building something good, and, and as my calls were to you, I had confidence at the beginning of the year. Remember, Sal, I was calling you every week, right? They were winning, you know, they'd win games, and every year, like, oh, soft schedule. Everybody's soft schedule. Daniel Jones. Do you realize, do you realize yards, because right? of you, you know, somebody called me earlier in the night asking who I was rooting for in this game. Do you realize because of you, I want to see the Giants get obliterated by the Vikings strictly for you, purposely. Just just you. That's it. Nobody else. Well, it's not anti It's what? just you. What happens when they win the Super Bowl? How are you going to feel oh, about that? Oh, my Seriously, God. Because of it. No, but here you go again. Here's what I'm going to give you. No, you're listen. You're going to look really listen. bad if the Giants win. You're going to look listen, bad. No, I didn't, I didn't make look a pick. Really I didn't make a pick for the game, and I didn't even say who I'm really rooting for, but for your purposes, I want to see the Giants get spanked just to shut you up, and thank you for the call, Brett. 
in reality, no, I don't care that much. But to shut you up because you're annoying me with the Giants and your rhetoric, Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. Like, my God, nobody outside of you, of course, Brett, thought that they would be a playoff team this year. And they are, and they deserve a ton of credit for that. And I will admit, I did not think Daniel Jones, after what I saw specifically in year two or three, would be the franchise quarterback here for the Giants. Now, I'm also not saying that I would go out there and give him a, a you know 10-year deal. I would give him a two- or three-year contract and see where you're at after that. If it were my franchise in a different circumstance, different head coach, I wouldn't be looking to lock up Daniel Jones as my franchise quarterback. In this particular situation, being that he was drafted here, he's been here. You know, if I'm from the outside, I'm not looking at Daniel Jones saying, that's a guy I got to go get. Let me give him top quarterback money because I think he could be a great franchise quarterback. But in this situation with the Giants, under Dable, he's made the most out of Daniel Jones. I think it's a combination of the two. And Daniel Jones has proven to be a franchise quarterback right now for the Giants, or at least, forget the term franchise quarterback, a winning quarterback, a quarterback that no one can dispute could take his team to the playoffs because he's done it. That's it. Beyond that, I'm not saying anything. Vince is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Vince? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call, guy. Thanks for making it. What's on your mind? Listen, I want to talk about this guy's foot, all right? Um, Correa. Career. All right. I have a rod in my leg for my knee. To my ankle. Here we go. Yeah. And? Oh, no, I'm saying I've had it for a couple of years. It's got a couple of rods and bolts in it. And I, I, I can understand. I mean, he's had his injury for 10 years now, almost 10 years now. All right. So you got to figure that this thing is going to start falling apart soon. So I don't know what part, who, who didn't see the, this happening, that the, that the, uh, that the twins, uh, see that 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 they can still deal with him on you know on a right level. right. But the Giants and the Mets saw it. I mean, and the Twins feel differently. They feel like they're it's not going to be an issue. Then good. I, this is what I'm trying to say yeah. to you, guy. I've had this thing in my life for 30 years. Right. All right, and well, I've well, had I, it. I know. And how much Major League Shortstop have you played over the years? What three? Not four? Major League Shortstop oh. that I played over the years, but I I, oh. I stayed active. And right. It's, uh, right. And it's and it's faulty right about now. You know, no, I, I get it, but it is a different level, Vince. And thank you for the call. Appreciate you checking in. You know, you're talking about a professional athlete here, and you know the 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 wear and tear that goes on their bodies on that repaired ankle and the metal plate and all that stuff. Look, you you can't guarantee anything. You can sign a guy with a clean bill of health, and he could get hurt year one. You can sign Correa with this issue, and maybe he's fine through six years. We don't know. But we do know, near this, we do know this, the Giants and Mets didn't, two teams didn't feel comfortable giving Correa a long-term deal. Two teams that badly wanted the player. Dylan is calling from Texas. What's up, Dylan? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Dylan. What's on your mind? I want to talk a little uh, Mets, and I want to talk the Correa situation, but I also want to focus on the impact Alvarez and Beatty could have this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm glad we're we're over this Correa stuff. We can finally move forward. But I I gotta say I did love the thought of him providing that protection for Lindor and Alonzo this year. Um, with that being said, I don't want people to forget this isn't the Wilpon Mets anymore. Cohen has gone out there. He's shown he's willing to do whatever it takes to get these Mets to the top. As far as uh, Alvarez and Beatty, did you see what Adley Rushman did for the Orioles this year? 
Uh, no, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but yeah, I wasn't paying as close attention to it as I would, obviously, if it happened in New York. When, when that kid came up, he had them well, making a, almost a deep run all the way up until September 30th. Right. And he was number one prospect in baseball. You need after. an impact. You, you need Alvarez or Beatty. I mean, if both, it'd be great, but they need impact in that lineup from one of the two. You're a hundred percent right. And, and I think, more so Alvarez is going to be that guy. I know we were really struggling for offense at the end, but I think this kid's bat is going to play, and I think he's going to be the offense. We're going we're gonna to get it from him. I would not be stunned if that happened. They're gonna give, I hope they give him a chance to do it, and I, I think that they will, if not to start the year. At some point, he's going to get reps at DH and maybe a little bit uh, a catcher, but they need his bat, which is a potential impact bat. What else you got? Because I, I want to get the other calls in, Dylan. I just wanted to say, man. I think I think you got to look at all these other teams. Braves, they get a lot of their uh, success comes from these young guys coming up, and I, I yeah. think it's time to give Beatty and Alvarez a chance. Yeah, it's time to they, look. They're going to same with the Yankees, where they're doing it with Volpe and Peraza. You know, Mets have to do that with Beatty and Alvarez. Antonio is in Queens. What's up, Antonio? Hey, what's going on, Shell? First time, long time. Uh, thanks so, for calling. What's up? So real quick, um, this whole Correa thing of, of people uh, acting like they didn't want Correa uh, because he was damaged goods or whatever that I hear everybody talking about, I feel like it's, it's wrong to say. He's a platinum glove, and, and all due respect to Beatty, I think his bat will be there, but his glove will never be what Correa's glove is, and that's something that, is, that people without the shift that people need to understand we need in baseball. I know Machado's out there, but I do think Steve could have went to six for 200. Um, and then, But I think what killed it was that every year uh, – Physical, the annual physical is what kind of killed the deal. Well, well and, and, that and the tax every year that the Mets would have to pay because of the luxury tax threshold. So that makes makes yeah. it more than just the forty one million dollar difference that it seems on the surface between the Twins and the Mets. It would have been more for the Mets. Yeah, but but we also got to understand is that um you know McNeil's not a, not a uh, a surefire deal. I think I think because they have Mauricio waiting in the wings, maybe they'll, they'll put him over there or, or see what's going on. No, they on. needed the bat. And, I mean, they needed the bat, Antonio. Nobody's going to dispute that. Yeah, yeah. And then and then on top of that, remember, Verlander's going to be off the books in, you know, after two years, two, three years. Scherzer's coming off the books. You know, they, there'll be money for Correa to have Correa if they want him. And I feel like him in thir- at third base would have been one of the best things that we would – one of the best infields we would have seen. And he – to, to remind that third base isn't as strenuous as shortstop. But, Still is because it's Major League Baseball. But, but, it's, but, but he is, and thank you for the call, Antonio. Good stuff. But he is damaged goods. That's why the Mets... The Mets had an opportunity to get him because he's damaged goods. The Mets didn't get him because he's damaged goods. Yeah, it's great. It would have been a perfect fit. Wasn't realistic. Real quick, Mitchell and Fort Lee. What's up, Mitchell? All right, good morning, Sal. Two things. Number one, Sal, uh, I hear you're going away. If you want, I'll take you and the family to the airport that early morning. If on the look at on you, the I appreciate the offer, Mitchell. May take you up on that. What what else you got? Okay, okay number two. Here's a perfect. But it has to be no talking. Can it be no talking in no. the car? Sal, I won't say a word, Sal. I don't know if you can't say a word. Because if you start talking, There's I'll just play this music on you in the car. Go ahead, real quick. Okay, Hurry up. Fine. Good. Okay, here you go. Yankees bet two gets two vows. That was the perfect part of the left field for both teams. Uh, I didn't hear what a word he said. What did he say? Reynolds? Oh, Yankees need to get Duval, maybe? I don't know. Call back tomorrow. We'll get you in. Uh, sorry, I wanted to get everybody in there, but you closed, Mitchell, and then you led with the with the offering me a ride. I'm going to take you up on that, though. I have your number.
Anyway, the Mets and Yankees both do need a bat, and we'll see what they end up with. And I do think both teams will still make another move. Thanks to Fleegs. As always, good to have him back in the booth. Thanks to everybody who called and listened. We appreciate it. Back again tomorrow morning, 1 a.m. tomorrow. The warm-up show with Alan Jerry's next. Enjoy your Wednesday. Sports Radio 101.